Uh, we're in our second installment of Together for Joy, which is our stewardship series this fall. And we are working our way through Psalm 98. And uh, Psalm 98 is our reading this morning. Uh, we move to verses four through six. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Here ends the reading from God's holy word. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Well, God, we give you thanks for this opportunity to be together, for the spirit that connects us and binds us together uh, one to another, even as we are in our different places. We trust in the power of the spirit to bring your word to life and to bring us to life in it so that the life of discipleship that we each have may have joy and purpose and meaning as we seek to follow your son and our savior, Jesus the Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. I think you got photobombed, Chris. Yes, I have an eavesdropper this morning. <clears throat> I wonder if uh, if you, uh, when you were a kid, if you were one of those kids who grew up uh, with the generic versions of all the stuff that you wanted. Uh, you know, you loved uh, spending the night at your friend's house because your friends had the real lucky charms and all you had at your house were marshmallows and stars uh, with some sketchy looking leprechaun impersonator on the front and not the real leprechaun. Uh, and maybe instead of Levi's, you had Jordash back in the 80s and you had to wear a loose fitting shirt to school to cover the label on the hip because you knew your friends would make fun of you if you um, if they saw that you didn't have that designer label. And maybe your parents tried to convince you, oh, it's the same thing. They just put, the, you know, they put the same stuff in a different box and different packaging. It's the same jeans. They just have a different label. And then you get to be an adult and you realize, well, really, they're right. You know, or maybe now you are the adult who does that to your children. Uh, which depending on what's on sale, we are that family uh, who does that to their children. Everything is, is the market pantry version from Target or the Equate version from Walmart. Uh, sometimes you can get by with the generic version, just the, 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 the no-name off-brand stuff. Uh, but sometimes the real thing is the real thing. Sometimes the God that we talk about, the God that we praise, uh, even the God that we believe in uh, is a generic one uh, that we trade in for the real thing that we have in our scriptures. Uh, we talk about God in general terms. We talk about uh, God's qualities as if um, God is just a, a nice neighbor next door, uh, and we don't get into the, the nitty-gritty details of how God shows up and to whom God shows up and how God works out all of the, the, the qualities that we ascribe to God. 
the God that we know uh, in in the Hebrew Bible, the God who brought the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt and continued to wrestle with them, the God who was made known in Jesus Christ and transformed the lives of the disciples and called into question the systems of power that were around him in uh, that day. That God, that God is a particular God, not a generic benevolent God that uh, we can use generic terms to describe. I think about uh, the criticism of modern praise choruses in in our uh, in church culture. There's a lot of folks who criticize um, the, the the praise music that has emerged and evolved over the last thirty years. And some people say they, they critique that by saying how repetitive it is. It just they just say the same things over and over and over again. But there are also meditative. Uh, forms of worship that that use rep- repetition like taze. Uh, so it's not really the repetition. We know that repetition can have spiritual value. That's not really uh, what it is we're trying to critique when we critique that music. Some people say uh, that it's the instrumentation, that, that there's certain instruments that they use to play that music that just aren't church instruments. I don't want to hear drums or electric guitars or a bass guitar. Those aren't church instruments. But then in this psalm, uh, the psalmist uses a a diversity of instruments as if, uh, as I told the the kids just a minute ago, the call to praise God is to use whatever tools you have at your disposal to lift up praise. Doesn't necessarily matter whether you have a lyre or a trumpet. What is the instrument that you possess uh, to lift up praise to God. I think if, there, if there's a critique to be made about our praise, it is that we, we leave God on high, this generic benevolent God that exists apart from our uh, everyday lives, our human lives. We talk about this God on high, the God of the heavens, the God of the earth, the almighty God, the everlasting God, the sovereign God who rules over the universe. And the thing is, those are, are things that sound nice and they are platitudes uh, that, that do express who we believe God is. They're, they're true for us as people of faith, but these aren't really the primary ways we know God. When we talk about God, when we have a closeness with God, it's not because God is the sovereign creator of the universe. It's because we have seen God at work in the minute details of our own lives. So we know God, not generically, but in particular. We know that God is sovereign, that God is above all things, but we see God at work in the smallest things around us. We know that, that God, we say, we say and we proclaim that God is the God of justice and righteousness. As those are vague terms, aren't they? Justice and righteousness. But what do justice and righteousness look like when we get particular about those things? How have we seen the just nature of God at work in our relationships? How have we seen the righteousness of God uh, on the move in the world around us in the tumbling down of patterns of injustice and oppression? So we have to get particular in our praise and not just be generic. Because when we say that God is a God of unconditional love, that's true. But where and how do we see uh, God's unconditional love? We say God is a God of grace. But when was it that you experienced that grace for yourself? 
We say that God is a God of justice, but where have we seen the justice of God at work? On the surface, it, you start reading Psalm 98. If you were just reading through the Psalms, you would just keep reading uh, as if you know what it says. It, it's just all uh, what it seems like generic terms. This generic hymn of praise. But if we really look at it in, in the opening verses and the verses that we read last week, the psalmist talks about God's triumph, the victory of God over the things that oppose the will of God for all of God's creation. God has shown God's power. God has won the victory. God has done marvelous things. God has remembered God's love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. And now all the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. So it's a specific praise. It talks about what God has done and how God has expanded what was happening, uh, what has was happening in the people of Israel, the liberation and the salvation of Israel that is now true for all of God's creation. What God has done and what God will do are not just for Israel alone and not even just for humanity. The psalmist says that this uh, design for freedom and liberation is for all creation. It's for every corner of the earth. There's no biosphere. There's no, um, there's no system. There's no environment where God's justice and God's love and God's mercy will not ultimately be filled. And so the, calm, the psalmist is saying, because God has taken what God has done and granted that to everyone and expanded that to all of God's creation, then the whole earth, the whole creation ought to give God praise because the salvation of God, the good news of God is not just for an elect group of people, but that God intends to bring God's wholeness to the whole entire created order. So to put it real simply, there is a reason for the psalmist's praise. There, even as it might seem generic, actually it's particular. The psalmist is praising what God has done, the move that God has made, and calling on all of creation to give praise as a result. As part of our Together for Joy series, we've been, we've been sharing some social media prompts uh, on our Covenant Facebook page that you are, are meant to be engaging with. Um, but I know that uh, we have different levels of engagement with social media. Uh, some of us choose to participate in social media, some of us not so much. Some of us might choose to participate uh, when it's not uh, election season and there's not so much acrimony between uh, neighbors on, on Facebook. And so I wanted to bring one of those prompts that was there for discussion uh, this week here into this venue uh, in hopes that we can all participate in it a little bit more. And I wanted to give you an opportunity uh, to be specific in your praise. Uh, and so the invitation that we shared this week was to name three things that make our church special or unique. Three things that make our church special or unique. And I want to be clear is that this is not a, an invitation for us to brag about uh, what we feel uh, uh, we are, are particularly good at uh, or to, to, to toot our own horn, so to speak, or to even praise certain individuals or certain people or particular ministries of the church. Um, the things that we name when we talk about what is unique or special about our congregation are the particulars in how we praise God. 
In other words, we say God is a God of grace, and I know that God is a God of grace because of the welcome that I have received at Covenant Christian Church. I, I believe God is, is, is an instigating God who does new things, and this is how I have seen God's new thing uh, being done, and I, and I praise God for it. And so last week I, I was talking about the, the songs that we sing, about finding new ways to sing songs of praise and worship to God in, in the midst of circumstances where the ways that have been available to us, you know, aren't available to us uh, anymore. And so, but in, in this moment, we have uh, an opportunity to share one with another in, a, in an orderly way. And so I want you to take a moment in the chat uh, to uh, to share what your responses would be. How would you praise God for the things that make Covenant Christian Church unique and special? This is where you need to find that chat bar uh, down there and begin to type things in and share. We're going to share those things now. What are the things that you wish to give God praise for that are special and unique about Covenant? Are sharing thank you for such a compassionate and caring church family. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you can use the comments uh, section as well. Randy sharing fighting for justice. Harvey says it's a happy place. I'm glad that that's Harvey's experience. All are welcome. No expression. No exceptions. The Baldwins, I praise God for people in my life who challenge my thinking, supporting each other through our triumphs and struggles. Mark's Zoom ministry, amen, we praise God for that. Um, that even those that live with mental illness are welcomed and entrusted with leadership roles. Uh, Vicki sharing that the church is loving and welcoming. Uh, an openness to others, no matter the race or sexuality. Uh, loving all of our neighbors. What things do you want to give God praise and thanksgiving for that are unique and special about Covenant Christian Church? Thankful to God for creating a welcoming and inclusive community in Covenant. You can continue to, to share those things in the chat and uh, enjoy um, reading those things that we have to share uh, with one another. But I, I want to invite you as uh, we continue um, about uh, this time. We, we're living in a time when there, uh, we are experiencing uh, so much grief and loss. Uh, and there are so many things that, um, that we uh, don't have that we are used to having. Um, and, and, the, and, the, and the symbolism of the psalm, so many songs that we are used to singing that that we're not able to sing uh, together right now, but we do have tools at our disposal. We do have things that, uh, that we can use um, that are not generic, that, that, that can work, that, that, that are gifts from God. And so uh, as we come uh, to this time, uh, we can, uh, it's important for us in our praise and our thanksgiving to name those things, to be specific, to be particular in our praises of God, that there are things about our church that uh, down to, I uh, just spotted this one from Ruth and I love this, Shirley's muffins. It's perfect. 
Perfect example. Particularity. That's a particularity that is referencing the hospitality ministry of our church, which creates an environment where everybody can feel welcome, where people can make connections, where we can remember the sacredness of table. That is a way of proclaiming that God is the God who meets us at table, which is a profound theological truth, but there's a particularity to that, isn't it? A small way that we believe uh, that God shows up. I want to invite you to, to cultivate that within yourself as we as we enter into this season of stewardship, as we begin to think about what are the things that are available to us for us to give thanks and praise to God, for us to show and to tell the story of the way we see God at work in the world. There are particulars, there are specifics that we can share one with another. Uh, these are gifts from, from our God who shows up in big ways, but in particular ways. Uh, that manifest themselves in our lives. Amen.